Hey, you guys, it's your girl Bree. Welcome to Is Black and White. Um, today's word is a very exciting word. God is saying your prodigal spouse is coming home. Oh my gosh, y'all. This has been the moment we've all have been waiting for. If you've been in the same season as me, we've been waiting for this moment. Um, but before I started, I just want to say, hey, y'all, and I hope you guys are good. I pray for you guys often, and I'm just hoping that, you know, if you're in a dark place right now, that God is ministering to you. I'm hoping that you are keeping the faith and really fighting the enemy with the word of God, because that is not only the the best tool that we have, but I believe is the only effective tool that we have. Like as far as making sure that you're not fighting in, in your flesh, it's so easy to do that. It is so easy to do that. But making sure that, you know, like me, myself as well, um, staying in God's word as much as you can, really feeding your spirit as much as you can. Because in seasons like this, I mean, I don't know how long you've been in this time. For me, it's been about two years. It's going on two years with me knowing, with me knowing about um, cer- certain things um, that I was facing. But if I were to look in hindsight, it's been a very long time of me dealing with stuff. So with that being said, it, it it gets, you get winded. If we were to keep it real, I mean, for me, I get a little, I'm winded and I just need God. We need God's fuel. We need God's power supernaturally. And the only way we can access that is by going to him. And it's so important that you guys read your word for real, like on your own, even too, like, It'll do you so good, I promise you guys. It's, it's amazing. I love his word. So um, back to the word um, that he gave me. I really believe it's a prophetic word about um, our spouses coming home. They're coming home, you guys. So God led me to uh, Luke chapter 15. I'm going to be reading verses 13 through 24. And I'm going to just take my time as I read and and break it down to you guys and um, share with you guys the revelation that God gave me um, regarding this word, okay? So I'm going to start with verses um, 13, uh, 13 to 16. And it says, A few days later, this younger son packed all of his belongings and moved a distant land, and there he wasted all of his money in wild living. About the time he, about the time his money ran out, a, I'm sorry, y'all. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. The young man became so hungry that even the pods he was giving the pigs looked good to him. Not, but no one gave him anything. So the, those few scriptures are literally a picture of where our spouses are. So they're, or where they've been, okay, is like a place of just unhappiness. You know, they're coming to realize that them leaving home, whether they are absent 
spiritually, um, emotionally, or physically, maybe even mentally unavailable, right? I don't know. I hear mental illnesses. God is going to bring them back to sanity, okay? Or just bring them back in every way that you need your spouse to be back. Um, they've been doing this for however long and enough is really enough. So they're going to start to feel the hunger of God. Like they're going to feel the desire of wanting to do the right thing. Cause they're seeing like, okay, this, this is not it. <laughs> this, this is not worth it. You know, there's no happiness. There's no true happiness. Maybe they get the instant gratification of satisfying their flesh somehow, but it, they're starting to see like, this isn't it. This this isn't it, okay? Um, so then we're gonna go down to verses um seventeen through nineteen, and it says, "When he finally came to, ooh, sorry, you guys, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and here I am dying of hunger.'" Look, they're like, why am I even at this point? Our spouses are like, why am I even doing this? Like, this is not even worth it. I have it way better at home. It's way better with God than me sitting here doing this. Like, I feel terrible. I'm not really getting anything from this. Like, okay. So then verses 18, I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on a, please take me on as a hired servant. Our spouses are going to turn to God first. They're going to repent to God and like, God, look, I've been doing this and this for X amount of time. And I realize now, God, that I don't want to lose my family. I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back humbled, whatever it is that I have to do. And it's the same word that they're going to give you. Excuse me, guys. <laughs> I had Chick-fil-A and I had a Sprite, whatever. <laughs> but your spouse is going to come to you and going to repent. They're going to come to you and they're going to know that they have not been who they should have been for you. They're going to know. Okay, and I feel like for me, that's that I'm waiting on that. That's amazing. Like that's amazing because that's true repentance. And I forgot to make a point when um at the beginning, God was telling me to stop chasing my husband. I would chase my husband, try to put trackers on his phone, try to uh, buy voice records to plant in his car. I would try to send him scriptures to shame him. I would um purposely not anoint him when I felt like something was wrong in my spirit like I will purposely skip over him to let him know that I know what you're doing what else I mean the list goes on and God had to check me it's not my job to convict my husband it's not your job to convict your spouse your spouse when they decided to leave and they're deciding to do what they want to do God is saying go ahead and let them do what they have to do because they have to feel that hunger. They have to feel that pain. They have to be uncomfortable in order for it to be for in order for there to be true repentance. Because if they get caught, if I were to catch my husband, like say I really put all my energy into doing what I needed to do instead of putting my energy into God and I messed around and found him or followed him, caught him in something, he would have said sorry to me 
because he got caught versus saying he was sorry because he knew now he realizes what he did was wrong. They have to feel that what they're doing is wrong. We can't we can't do that <laughs> because then it's so easy to go back. Is a scripture in the word where God talks about his people um what is it? They cry, don't quote me, but it's basically God is like you you are repenting because you got caught, but you're not repenting because you're sorry. It's not even a heart matter. It's not even a matter of the heart. It's just you 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 can't you don't have an excuse. You're exposed. It shouldn't come to that, right? Okay, so now I'm going to go back down to verses 20. Let me see. I'm looking at my notes. Yeah, verses 20 through 21. So, so he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. So it's just like what um, God revealed to me in the section above, right? Where the son, he already planned on coming back to God and coming back home. Your husband, or your, I can't say husband. I'm thinking of my situation. Your spouse husband or wife is dealing with God right or God is dealing with them right now God is touching their hearts right now they're starting to see right now that this isn't it this isn't it and they're trying to figure out how are they gonna how are they gonna say this how are they gonna do this like or maybe I shouldn't say it like I know for sure but I'm saying there's there's something shifting in the spirit but when I read this verse this is what makes me think is happening is like, okay, they thought about what they were going to say. They thought about what they were doing, how it was wrong. Okay, now, right, the son comes back. When your spouse comes back, he's going to, or she, he or she, excuse me, you guys, is going to repeat, I mean, <laughs> repent, is going to repent to you. He's going to repent to God first. Then they're going to repent to you. And something that stuck out to me was, what verse is that? It's the very first um, 20, verse 20. So he returned home to his father. And while he was a long way off. While he was a long way off. What God revealed to me in that. What God was saying in that point is that. When your spouse comes back. They probably aren't going to be exactly what you want them to be right then and there because there's going to be a process we have to be ready for the process of healing um and them getting back on their feet and getting back or not even back getting to a place they've never even been right or i can't say that maybe they have maybe they haven't but just know that there's a process there's a process that's going to take place but god still wants us to accept them with love and compassion. He wants us to embrace our spouses with love and compassion. Okay, they're already repenting. They're already repenting. So God is saying this isn't the time to, you know, let your let your spouse have it or you speaking your peace. 
because they admitted to certain things and you were right the whole time. This isn't a time for you to throw it in their face and make them feel worse. There's no shaming and condemning. God's not asking us to do that. Now, when God told me that, I was like, okay, so am I ever going to have a chance to be able to speak or is it going to just, we just going to act like nothing happened and it just be all about him? God said there's a time and a place for everything. So what God has shown me is you will know when it's, when it's time. You will know when it's time to speak your peace because you want to be able to speak it in a place where this person isn't going to clam up and feel um, overwhelmed with shame and guilt um, or anything like that because then what good is that? Like, what good is that? It's, it, to me, it's like you talking to a wall. What good is it? Like, you're not going to really get what you're looking for back in return in that very moment or in during that process because they need to heal first. Don't you want the proper apology? I mean, they already repented, but I mean, we still want an apology. I want an apology. I want a sincere, heartfelt apology. I want to know how I can trust you again. I want to, I want all the goods. So let's not rush that part. So right now they've already, they're going to repent. They're going to come home. We need to accept them with open arms and let's build them back up in Christ. Let's support our spouses. Um, where am I now? Okay. Verses 22 through 24. But his father said to his ser- uh, his servant, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast um, for this son of mine was dead and now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. This is a time of celebration. God is already celebrating, right? God's going to be happy, excited, and just in awe of the fact that your spouse has come home. Your spouse has made the decision to be done with the past, be done with being rebellion, being done with the world. They're now sold out for Christ. Like Now they've made the decision, and that is the start, really, you guys. The start of making up in your mind that this is the lifestyle that I want to do. This is the spouse that I want to be to my husband or to my wife. This is who I want to be to my children. This is the parent I want to be. I want to be a better parent to my children. All of this is just amazing. And because your spouse is going to make that decision by themselves, God is going to bless them. God is going to propel them. Okay, I mean, look, we don't know how long it's going to take. We don't really know God's timing. But what I'm saying is God is going to meet them the rest of the way. We can rest and know for sure that God is going to keep them. God has already had them, really. God never really just be done with us like that. But what I'm saying is like, it's kind of like the dream that I had. It's going to be a done deal. Like they're going to be like, yep, this is it. This is what I want. I want I'm done with all that. We don't have to worry because I know for me, I was like, okay, God, you do this. How do I know he's not going to do it again? 
how do how can I trust him? Like, why would you have me stay in a marriage and there's no trust? God is like, no, I'm going to restore all of that. God is going to restore all of that. Your marriage is going to be unrecognizable. Your spouse is going to be unrecognizable. You're going to be unrecognizable because you withstand the fire of being in this in this tough season. And you came out as gold. So we all win. So God is going to be celebrating, right? So God's going to give your spouse like a new, um, I just see like new gowns um, and new identity. Thank you, God. Your spouse is going to have a new identity. And for us, what God is also saying for us is for us to celebrate them coming home. Don't condemn them. Don't shame them. So being that we're human, it's easier said than done. What God was telling me, and this is what I said on my YouTube channel as well, what you want to do is, even in this season, like right now, even though they may have not come home yet, maybe they haven't repented yet, we know that it's coming. So we're standing on that faith, we're holding on that faith, but as things you know, may life continues, okay, as we wait patiently for God, keep giving your frustrations to God, your heartbreaks to God, your expectations. Sometimes for me, I expect God to come through on it. Like, oh, is today the day? Is today the day? And it's not the day. And then I'm kind of sad. Like, oh, I got to do this all over again tomorrow. Because it's work. It's work to get up and say, I'm going to trust you, Lord. I'm not going to focus on what I see. I'm going to focus on you, God, because I know I know you love me and I know that you are you do not lie. And I know that you always come through. Your word said that you're going to do it. So, I mean, it to, for me it still isn't the easiest thing to do, but because God honors that. That is a sacrifice too. Holding on to God's word. He recognizes that. Trust and believe. He's not taking that lightly. He's so proud of us that we've been holding on. And even if you slipped up, right? You may have said some things, done some things. You know, you go back, you repent, you apologize. God is still proud of you. He knows it's not easy. What we're doing right now is not easy. It is not for the weak. Not at all. I'm just... Yeah. So with that being said, keep giving it to God. And when your spouse comes home, the enemy might. We just have to be prepared. Think of like every move the enemy can make, you know. So one would be probably overwhelming you with these negative feelings that you've been putting to the side for so long. See that you give those um negative feelings that you put to the side see that you clean that out purge get rid of it the best way that you can i mean let's be natural let's i mean not natural let's be um realistic that is the word i'm looking for realistically just keep giving it to god you keep praying it about it you know and keep asking god to give it um to take it from you and he will do it he will do it and then also being easy on yourself i had to learn to be easy on myself because <laughs> this is a marathon so we have to reserve our energy and understand like if you have any type of emotions and you I'm not saying hold your tears in you know you go cry to God 
That is the best person you can go and cry to. In this season, I cannot cry to friends anymore. Couldn't cry to my mom. I just had to go straight to God. I had to get in my quiet place and cry and release it. Release it. Because I noticed when I didn't want to cry, I don't like to cry. When I didn't want to cry, I tried to hold it in and just, I'm just going to read my word and with an attitude. I'm going to just go, you know, whatever, with an attitude and holding on to those emotions and tucking them back. And those are the reasons why I would explode on my husband every now and then. I would just pop off. But God was showing me that that is why. As soon as you feel any type of negativity, find some time to just have alone time with God. However that looks, you know, ask him. For me, when my son is napping or if I'm taking a shower, I don't know why I hear God so clearly. It's something about that water. I don't know. I hear him so clearly. Find some time to just just, just let it go. <laughs> and it's so funny I'll say this. I didn't even realize I was holding on to so much. And so one time I was um, cleaning in my room and I heard God say, come talk to me. He literally said, like, come talk to me. And I'm like, what is it? I don't have anything to talk about. He's like, come talk to me. Like, come, um, what did he say? Come talk to me. Come tell me about it. Come tell me about it. Didn't know what he was talking about. So I went in there and I'm like, well, today's been, you know. And then I guess he knew before I knew what I was talking about, (laughs) what he was talking about. And, uh, yeah, I just started venting. I said, God, I just don't like when blah, 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 blah. And I feel like blah, 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 blah. Just whatever. And I cried a little bit. I cried. And I just felt so light afterwards. Because I know that he hears me. When when I talk to God, I literally feel like, and I don't mean that I feel him in a physical way. I imagine him in the room with me because he is and he's in the room with you everywhere you go he's with you so you can stop wherever you are you can be in the car by yourself talk to God (laughs) you know I mean I don't know if you want to do that in a grocery store like in public I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that but I mean if that's how you do it then that's how you do it but I, I usually do it when I'm alone and just venting to him because he's listening and he will speak. He will speak. <laughs> he is the best thing ever. Having a relationship with him like that is the best thing that you can do for yourself. I promise you that. I promise you that, guys. So, yeah, even though this is a good word, I'm not even going to take from it. So, I don't even have a but. All I'm saying is make sure you are constantly, continually, continuously, continually. (laughs) I don't know if I said that right, y'all, but see that you are releasing it to him, venting it to him every single time, every single time, and then forgive. So then after I vent, at the very end, I have to forgive. And then I say, okay, and I forgive for whatever and forgive yourself sometimes like sometimes I have to forgive myself for popping off or 
doing anything maliciously because I was just in my feelings. There's no reason. There's no excuse. But I'm human and I'm going to just be real with you guys. I don't, I'm not perfect every single time. I am not. But I know that I try to be. I really try my best. And that is what God looks at. Being a Christian doesn't mean that you just never sin. It means that you're not perfect. It means that you try your best not to. And then when you do slip up, you get back up. You repent and you try your best not to do it again. Because God looks at your heart. Okay? It's all about the heart. So, I really hope this blessed you guys. Oh, last important thing that I wanted to say. Um, so another thing, being aware of the enemy's plan, like, and how he works. So because this word was released and you received it, the enemy may or may not. I'm just saying to be prepared because sometimes the enemy likes to make things look worse to mess with your faith. He wants to take your faith. He wants to take your joy. He wants to make God look like a liar. That is his whole plan. But God wants you to stay um, rooted in his word and holding on to your faith and the hope and the fact that he loves you. He's going to deliver. We have to remember God's character this whole entire season. Who? What kind of God do you serve? You you telling me we're serving a God that's going to have us go through all of this just to stay like this? Absolutely not. He has something so amazing. It's the word that I gave, I don't know, last week sometime. That the way that God is about to bless you, your spouse, your family, your life, you're not even going to remember this season. You're not even going to remember it. You're not going to forget in a way where you forget how he came through. Like, you're not going to forget where you came from. But as far as the pain of it, you're not going to remember all of that. Like, that's the kind of God that we serve. So shut the enemy up. Shut the devil up. Come against whatever he may try to throw your way. And try to make it look like, because that's all he has, is to make illusions. But we know better than to pay any attention to the enemy. It's something else I've been learning is just don't even entertain the enemy. Don't even entertain. Because sometimes I go to God like, well, why? God, you said, so why? He's like, you know why. It's just to trip you up. But I know the enemy. And he can't play games with me anymore. So that's just what it is. So I just guys want you to be blessed. Um, and I pray that this minister to you guys as much as this minister to me is still ministering to me. Um, you know, to keep it black and white, God is sending your spouse home and they will be nothing like they were before. Only good. Only everything that you've desired and more in like the most holy way okay god is speaking new covenants in our lives okay so i'm gonna have a prayer right after this and then the next um episode so you guys be encouraged remember you can email me um below and i will pray for you and um I think that's it. And then I'll put the scriptures down. Duh. Yeah. And I'll put the scriptures down. Okay. Love you guys. Bye.